0: Okay, so I hear you like books.
1: Why, yes, I do.
2: That's right. When I was your age, television was called books. And this is a
1: special book. Because when you read a book as a child, it becomes part of your identity in a way that no other reading in your whole life does. And I have gotten carried away.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you have.
1: Are you seeing the books? Everything you would want to read is right here. Feel it. Feels good, right? Just smell it. Nothing, nothing smells like that. Welcome, friends, to this episode of For the Love of Books and More, a team friendship podcast. I'm joined today by my fellow podcasters, Lauren. Hello, friends. And Mandalay. What up, friends? And we decided to help us get back into the swing of things. We would start with an easier episode where we just tell you all the things we love right now. All the things. All the things. (laughs) All of them. Uh, We did narrow it down to a few categories. Should I uh, lay that out right now (laughs) so everyone knows what to expect? Okay. Okay. So we are going to talk about, of course, things that we have read or are reading, um, maybe even want to read. You know, I'm not going to limit us. Mm -hmm. Um, Things that we're watching that we have enjoyed um, and also things we're listening to, music, podcasts. We also enjoy playing video games and board games. So we might throw a few of those in there. And I think that's it. I think that's all the things. I leave anything yeah, out, unless
0: you guys think of something else as we're doing this.
2: You know what? We're just gonna roll with it yeah. and <laughs> and go with the flow. I like it.
0: Well, let's. Do you guys right. want to start with what we're reading or have read? Let's do it. I, I feel yes. like
2: that's a good place to start. Considering who would like to go first? <laughs> I feel like this is a school project. <laughs> Great, Lauren. Would you like to start? I feel like your list might be longer. It's actually not.
1: <laughs> <gasps> wow.
0: but I'll I think go first. my list
1: might be longer. Go ahead, Lauren. Yeah. Go on.
0: I haven't been doing much reading. I've been kind of in a reading rut. I'm surprised. But I have been reading. So I read the book. I started this book in October and finished it either at the end of December or beginning of January. The book is called Rebecca by Daphne... Du I think. I don't know. It's like a French name. Okay. I don't
2: know. Are you going to have a link for this? Yeah, I'll put links. Very good. I don't want to have to write it down. So this book, I would describe
0: it as like gothic mystery type of a book. Mm. And it's about this young woman and she meets this older gentleman and he decides, like, they've known each other for, like, three days, and um, he proposes to her, and so they get married. And she goes back to, like, this big mansion where he lives, and, like, all the staff are meeting her. The people in the, the town meet her, and he's been married before, and you find out that his wife died recently recently his first wife died recently. And so she's kind of like, feels like she has big shoes to fill. Um, his first wife's name is Rebecca. And so this throughout the whole book, you keep hearing about Rebecca and how great she is. And so the main character feels like she's can't live up to this Rebecca or whatever. But then you get to the end and there's like a, a really big twist. Mm. So I won't say what that is.
2: I so wish all of our listeners could see our facial (laughs) expression. So I would say
0: for me, the book was very slow paced, especially I would say the first two thirds of the book are very slow paced. And then like, once you get to like the twist, then it's like, then I was like, okay, I need to read this so I can find out what happens. It's like, you can't put it down once you get to that point. Um, so for some people, that might be worth it. This book was really hyped up for me. The I had heard from several people that it, like they just really loved the book and it was a page turner, and they couldn't put it down. And I wonder, I just wonder, like if it hadn't been that hyped up, if maybe it wouldn't have been as big of a disappointment for me. This book has been made into a movie. I think Alfred Hitchcock has a version. And then there's a more recent one on Netflix. I haven't seen either of them.
2: Are they called Rebecca?
0: Yes, they're called Rebecca. Our good friend Zoe has seen them, and she wants to watch them with me, which I I really want to watch them, too. There's a lot of creepy stuff in the book. and, And, you know, sometimes when you read stuff... It's not as creepy. So I can see how a lot of the things that happen in this book could be super creepy on film uh, and suspenseful, if that makes sense. So I, I, I would like to watch the movies and see. I, I read another book. Um, Leah, Joey actually let me borrow this book. It's called yeah. The Dreamkeeper Saga, The Dragon and the Stone by Catherine Butler. Uh, This is a middle-grade book, fantasy.
2: Interesting.
0: I would describe it as like Chronicles of Narnia is basically Mm -hmm. um, what it's uh, like. So if your kids are into fantasy and they like the Chronicles of Narnia, I would highly recommend this book. It definitely has a heavier... I would say it has a stronger Christian... or I don't know. It has a very strong Christian... Undertone, yeah. Thank you. Um, very, very clear. Uh, so it's and it's published by Crossway, which is so they,
2: stronger you know. than what you feel in the Chronicles of Narnia.
0: I feel like sometimes they try to be more, like, in your face about it.
2: <laughs> okay, that's what I'm asking. Is yeah. it, like, very obvious or very, like, Yeah, I think undertone. it's
0: kind of in your face, more in your face. Although I feel like The Chronicles of Narnia can is also kind of in your face. But, I don't know. It was a good read. It was very entertaining, and I really liked it, and I read it pretty quickly for for my reading speed anyway.
2: Is this a series It is of books?
1: It is. So I need to read the... <gasps> The next one. This thrills me to hear. Yeah. I so I picked it up at a conference I was at because it I sometimes am a little leery of Christian fiction, just I've been burned a few times. I, with I understand. Christian fiction. I understand. But that one the author has like several accolades behind her name and it just seemed really interesting and obviously we like middle grade. And so I just picked it up and um joey my husband saw it and thought it looked interesting and he needed something light to read and so he just started reading it and he got pretty into it i haven't even read it yet and so he liked that and then he got the second one for christmas so he's already reading that one and then i think the third one is coming out um sometime this year i'm not sure though
2: i'm so proud of him and it's i know it's really well <laughs>
0: written i i I thought it was very well written. I didn't think Mm -hmm. it was cheesy. You know, a lot of Christian fiction Mm -hmm. can be really cheesy or uh, Christian fantasy. It's just like you you can tell that they're like, you're like, well, that was a nice try. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just, I thought, I think these are really well done. So
2: good effort, everyone. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm currently reading uh, the most recent book by Lauren Graham. It's called Have oh, I Told You This she... Already? Stories I Don't Want to Forget to Remember. It's just essays. Um, I think I'm like three chapters in so far. Um, I would say so far, I mean, I, I, I don't want to judge it till I'm all the way done, but so far, um, it's not my favorite of her books that I've read. I've read two of her books. But it's, you know, it's good. I really like her. She's, she's really funny and... Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can't give like a full review till I finish it all, but
2: but it's good, but it's not your favorite of what
0: she's of written. what she's done so far. So, but we'll see. Maybe I'll change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've read, and so I I really I I want to hear what you guys have read because I, like I, I feel like I need
2: Lauren. I like I
0: recommendations. I haven't really been. I've started a lot of books that I haven't finished. Same. I'm just kind of in a funk.
1: So I was in a reading funk for like two years. And (laughs) just recently, (laughs) I was able to pick back up with reading um, kind of the same pace I was doing for a while. Uh, I like to read several books at a time from different genres, different types of book. Uh, So I've read... I've already read maybe five books since the start of the year. I don't know if... Leah. (laughs) That's pretty good. I just... Some of them were finishing from last year or books that I'd finished, started a long time ago and just finally decided to finish them. But um, I will just tell you a little bit about what I've read. I read a middle grade book. Uh, It's called A Kind of Paradise by Amy Rebecca Tan. And it's a coming of age book. A young girl gets in trouble at school. And has essentially community service, but it's kind of like low level. Like the school works with right, her to be like, well, you can work this off. Just have some community service over the summer. So she starts working at the library. And basically, you just kind of follow her as she works through her trouble that she had at school. And gets to know all of these adults that work at the library. And they just pour into her life, and it's a really sweet mixture of ages. So there's, you know, middle-aged people that work at the library, and a little younger, and then the different library patrons. um, You have like a mysterious guy that comes in every day at the same time, and she's trying to figure out his story. And then there's an older man that comes in every day, or every, it's like every Tuesday. Um, he gets a bunch of DVDs and switch- switches out the DVDs, and he always brings a flower and puts it on the vase. And Aww. at first, she's kind of weirded out by him because he's older and um, his hygiene has kind of not been the greatest. But then she gets to know him and just learns a little bit about life through all these different characters it's probably one of my most favorite books I've read in a long time and the whole time I was reading it I just kept picturing like our library that we grew up with Mm, (laughs) because it just it has that feel of like a smaller library but Mm. and also like there's issues with funding for the library and so she is a part of like I know there's lots of different themes and storylines that were just I was like crying at parts because it's so sweet um so I highly recommend that book and it's all about reading and literature as well because it's obviously set in a library, but that was probably one of my, I think that's the book that kind of got me back into reading. Um, I also read another middle grade that I really enjoyed called Other Words for Home and it's by Yasmin Warga, Is her, W-A-R-G-A. Um, she actually lives not too far from here. She was at a book signing that we were at um, we went and saw the author of the Vanderbeekers at a bookstore, Lauren and I, and then one of our friends. And this author just happened to be there that day. Um, and she had just published this book called Other Words for Home. And then she did end up winning an award for it. Other Words for Home <laughs> came out in 2019. It's written in free verse, which I don't know that I've ever read anything in free verse, but it was very interesting. Um, and it's about a family of Syrian refugees. So the the daughter is 12. Her and her mom move to the states. Her mom is expecting a baby and they move in with her uncle um, and then he married an American woman. and um, they have a daughter that's about Jude is the main character, Jude's age. And so you just—it's following her as she finds her way through the American school system, and um, there's some prejudice that she deals with. And honestly, it was—it's a good look into the life of refugees, into the life of immigrants that are trying to learn a new language and fit in and learn the new customs and cultures, and but still not lose their identity. I didn't understand this, which is just my ignorance, but she starts wearing a head covering whenever she gets her first period. Mm. And I did not know that was what happened. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're becoming a woman. Um, and so this happens while she's living with her uncle and she um, puts her head covering on. It. And it was like, it was such a big moment. I mean, c- speaking of coming of age, yeah. it's something That's she right. had looked forward to since she was so young. And then her aunt who... um has grown up in the states and is not a part of that culture it's like you know you don't have to wear that here you're free now like if you don't want to wear that you don't have to and she kind of schools her aunt and like i've been looking forward to this right for so long (laughs) you know and even though she knows she's going to be looked at differently and treated differently it's still a big part of who she is and who she's always longed to be and that part was probably the thing that will stick with me probably forever is one of those books that you just get a different point of view. And they won the 2020 Newbery honor with this book. Yes, me did.
2: I love that. So yeah,
1: those are my middle grade books. And then I've read a few other um, books for things like I'm taking a counseling course and some other stuff. So I've had to read for those, but then I'm also currently reading and this is, I would highly recommend this book. It's called All Creatures Great and Small. It's by James Harriet. There's two different TV series I know that have been made um, based on this book. I've watched the most recent one on PBS and really enjoyed it. And it just follows a veterinarian in um, Great Britain. I can't remember which area he's in actually. But it follows him as he is learning the ropes and it's set in like the 19 early 1900s i think but the show is so funny the newest pbs show is so funny and that's yeah, what I've i watched seen first a few
0: episodes i haven't watched all of it uh because i just check it out from the library when i can uh but yeah it's really it's really good it's it's funny
1: and cute it's super cute so i have like i was nervous going into it because i really enjoyed this show and I didn't know like how the book would be in comparison. Mm. It's so good. Okay. I mean, it's it's like reading the show, okay. but like <laughs> it is. I think they they have stuck very close to the book for okay. the show. Um, so I can like hear all their accents because mm-hmm. there's it's in Yorkshire apparently okay. in the 1930s. Okay, yeah. But everyone has a different accent, yeah. you know. It's super cute though. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a really easy read. Mm, I find that sometimes older books that are like someone from Great Britain has written them sometimes can be hard to read because I don't speak that way. Um, But this book is so easy to read and I laugh out loud when I'm reading it because of all the different like witty characters and yeah, it's That's been one of my most favorite books that I've read other than the library book.
0: I will have to check that out then.
1: Yeah, I highly recommend it. And it's easy to kind of pick up and read. Like each chapter is almost a story in itself. Like you're following his journey, um, but you can just quickly read a chapter and then put it back down. So it's a good one for that.
2: And we will link this as well.
1: Yes, we will.
2: Very good. (laughs) I put all the links in the show notes, Mandy. Don't worry. (laughs) I will need them.
1: (laughs) So I only have two more that I'm going to talk about, guys. But the second to last one is Our Missing Hearts by Celeste Ng. I really like Celeste Ng. I like how she writes. She's a newer author. Is she the little
0: fires everywhere? Or is that a different
1: one? I think so. I just I, I see hers. her name a lot. This she writes a lot about um like the Asian American experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this book is also about that. It's a like a dystopian. Yes, Little oh, Fires Everywhere. Cool. I like dystopian. Everything I like, never told it's been a you. While. I liked both of those. Um, but Our Missing Hearts is dystopian, but it's also uh, things that you could see happening or that relate to current political climates. So it was one of those that's like, ooh, this is dystopian, but also... Which, I mean, every good dystopian is like, oh, I could see this actually happening. So basically, you're following this little boy whose mom is missing, and she left him and his dad when he was young, and he doesn't really understand why or what happened. His dad doesn't talk about her. Um, He knows that she's a poet, and they use her poetry to start this like revolution, and basically... There's like this idea. There's a pact. I think it's called Pact, actually, and it was a law that was passed about um, being good Americans. And if you know that someone is not being a good American, then you're supposed to turn them in, mm. um, and they could lose their children. And so, a lot of a lot of people are losing their children because they are not holding to these like American values. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, anything that is overtly Asian can be considered anti-American and so a lot of um, Asian families are trying to like hide who they are and like really blend in otherwise they could get reported and it doesn't take much for them to lose their children and so you kind of follow this boy as he's trying to figure out where his mom is he makes a friend who um, was taken away because of PACT and um, so you kind of follow her journey a little bit as well um but she's just such a good author i mean she's one of those authors that creates this whole world mm-hmm. and you get sucked in and you just don't even realize like yeah.
0: <laughs> no that sounds really interesting How i think i would yeah. like to read that and it it sounds like she has a good way of like taking real world stuff like you said and cuz like as you're describing this i can think of things that have happened in history or or some that have happened mm-hmm. recently that's like oh, we're not too far off from that.
1: <laughs> I mean, really, and they issue references like actual historical events in there. Mm-hmm. And then at the end she um, the author her, I, so I listened to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. this is probably in the physical book as well, but um, the author lists a lot of different um, actual events that have happened in America where children have been taken away yeah. by the government because of mm-hmm. basically what race, yeah. Their parents are.
0: Yeah.
1: So anyway, I really enjoyed that one. That was one that I just had to keep listening to figure out what happened. Um, and then my current audiobook that I'm listening to is Rules of Civility by Amor Tolles. How is that one? I am loving okay, it. Okay. Okay. Because he wrote set in- A Gentleman
0: in Moscow... That's yes. the only book of his I've read. And it's one of my favorite books of all time.
1: So I never read A Gentleman in Moscow. I, it's like on my list. Mm-hmm. I want to get into it at some point and I just have not And then this also one.
2: Also on my list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this one came up. I don't even know how it came in, came onto my list. But um, it's set in 19, like 1920s New York City, which is a super intriguing time. And it's been a lot of fun to listen to it and like think about the different places they are in the city. Um, and then you guys will appreciate this. They at one point they go to the 21 Club, okay, and it's like the same, like they're describing it. And I can I mean, because it hasn't changed, and now they're now it's closed, which is terribly sad. What? Um, but th- yeah. It closed during COVID. Oh, no. I know. So, for those of you listening, the 21 Club is a restaurant in New York City that used to be a speakeasy. And, I mean, they actually had the bar that flipped down and dropped all the liquor downstairs. And they have um, – my husband and I got to go downstairs and see how you go through the kitchen and, like, push open this secret door. And that's where they would, like, hide all the awesome. alcohol and people would go back there to drink. and um And it's just been around forever. There's so many celebrities, like classic, um, like old movie people that I can't even think of any of their names. But they have all these booths that like so-and-so sat here and all this president sat here and this person, you know. But in the book, they talk about going in there and how it looks and um, the decorations and how it doesn't look like much, but you can tell like all these people have money. Anyway, it was super cool. Mm -hmm. Great. That's cool. I can't
2: believe they've closed. I know. I'm going to cry. A lot of places have
0: closed. It's sad. I know. Uh, Well, that's cool that it's in the book. Ah, I want to read that. I got to put that on my list because
2: I loved a gentleman in Moscow and. And now I feel blessed to have so been, good. to have gone there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a piece of history. Yeah. And that's Absolutely. why I don't know, it was so cool to see it in this book, like, preserved. Yeah. That's um, right. I love that. But yeah, I would, I'm not through the book all the way, so I hate to be like, I love this book. But it's, he's such a, obviously, he's a good author. Like, people love <laughs> yeah. his stuff. So, um, but he, it's just the world he creates yeah. and, like, all these characters, yeah. like, I don't know. It's so good. I recommend it. Yeah. So those are those are the books that I'm going to talk about today. Awesome. I did it. Prodigy, Mandy, do you Leah? have any books?
2: I actually do. Um, All right. <laughs> I have not finished them. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> but um, the first book that I want to mention, which is the closest, the one that I'm closest to finishing um is called uh the victory garden um mm. and it's by i hope i say her name right it's rise bowen r-h-y-s oh, reese. um maybe reese 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 bowen very good book it's set obviously um i better make sure i get this right <laughs> It's one of the world wars. <laughs> 2 It'll be World War 2, probably. I believe it's is World the Victory War 2. And so like the main I guess the main oh, thread maybe World War 1 actually. It might be World War 1. But the main thread of the story follows this girl who is growing up in I I wouldn't say like a rich family but they're better off um and her brother died in the war and so her parents are being very protective of her and um she ends up visiting like a hospital that has you know, soldiers that are wounded and she meets a guy from Australia that is a pilot and they fall in love and blah, blah, blah. So that's like the main thread. But the the bigger part of the story is her journey of deciding to break away. She, be, she becomes of age to be an adult and she breaks away from her parents and decides to um, become a land girl and then eventually... Nice gets moved to this uh, woman's house who this lady is wealthy and she has a garden. And so the, this girl and two of the other girls that she is a land girl with, um, end up being sent to this lady's home and they're, they're supposed to restore her grounds (coughs) and restore her garden and stuff. And I haven't finished the book yet, but it's, it's very compelling because it's, you know, you've got this love story, but really the main part of the story is this girl that is going through this time of war and is doing what she can to help her fellow man. And she's become a land girl and she's, you know, working hard, uh, you know, growing crops and stuff. And this is not a life she's ever known, but she wants to help her country, and she's got a friend that she writes to. Her best friend is a nurse on the front lines, and they're writing back and forth, so you get to read, like, those letters and stuff. Um, And she wanted to be a nurse like her friend, but they didn't have spots for that, so, you know, she became the land girl, and it's... um, I haven't finished it yet, but I am going to finish it because that is how good it is.
0: (laughs) I like historical Mm. fiction, so I I, might add that one to my list.
2: And that is something uh, that I wanted to bring up is that I, I have struggled for a long time to find books to read because I think I was stuck for a long time thinking that young adult fiction was what I wanted to read because that's what I was into mm-hmm. for so long like I was I blew through the Twilight books and other books but now mm-hmm. I'm older and that kind of stuff just doesn't get my interest anymore not, th- not that I don't love love but like <laughs> I'm just over it yeah. <laughs> you know I'm over the love story and uh, not not love stories but I'm over the um a fantasy love story type mm-hmm. books. I want a book that is like real nitty gritty. It can have a love story in it, but I want it to be more realistic. And I think that's what this book offers to me. I think I found that I like historical fiction and if it has a love story in it, that's great. Um, but I like that kind of setting better because it's real life you know, because i I'm not finished this with this book and I know that the guy that she is in love with is he's he's gonna die like <laughs> he's gonna die yeah. <laughs> it's great that it's y'all are happen. in love but this dude's gonna die and if he doesn't I'll be real surprised <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is that's real life though yeah you know especially in a time period that this book is set in it's great that y'all love each other, but he's he's healed up and now he's gonna go back and be a pilot in the war and if he makes it the good lord was really with him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you this know what I mean? In, this is the first world war. That, that's what I, I, I thought.
2: It up. But it's very and good.
1: Devonshire.
2: Um, and I love that it doesn't like it focuses enough on their love story, but it focuses more on her actual mm-hmm journey through all of this stuff highly recommend well mandy i went through a
0: historical fiction kick a oh few did years you ago, <laughs> so i can send you like a list of books that i send think, them based on what you're saying about this book i think you would love some of these other books that i i read please so, do it one at the I, top I, of my mind is called the last bookshop in london that one's really. That good. is
2: on my yes. wish list. Oh, yeah, that's,
0: <laughs> and I that one is good on audio because she's got a
2: nice British accent. And dude, so. send them because I but, think this yeah. is I think this is my new thing. Yeah,
0: they're just so good. I I was reading so many for a while that I was like, I need to
2: find something else to read. But they're just so good. I just <laughs> I love them because they have a story that you can be invested in while also learning about like the event that's happening.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and that's
2: what I love. I love learning about that stuff and having a story that, like, keeps me sucked in so that I can still learn about the thing that's happening, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the main book that I've been reading. The second main book I've been reading is called The Sanatorium. It's by Sarah Pierce. And this one is more of a, I wouldn't say horror. It's like a murder mystery Um, And it's a couple that the woman is, I'm pretty sure she's some sort of, like, investigator. um, And she's going on a vacation with her husband to some wintry place. I can't remember where it is. Um, And the hotel that they're staying at used to be a sanatorium. Mm. (laughs) And her husband, who she's married to, is, I think he's an architect. So they're there. F- dual reason that it's like a cool place to be, um, and I think her her she's meeting her brother there, but also her husband is interested in this place because he's an architect and he loves that they've turned this sanatorium into a hotel or whatever. Um, And it's following, like, a a murder that happens. It's, it's you're kind of following two separate storylines where you're following the girl that, like, ends up, she's, like, chased through the snow. She's a worker at this hotel, and she's chased through the wintry forest of this place and you don't really know what happened to her and simultaneously this girl and her husband are staying here and she's like an investigator and so obviously you know that this investigator is going to end up finding out that this woman went missing and is probably going to solve the mystery again i haven't finished it yet it's very compelling though um and I will probably finish it. So, anyone that is into mysteries and uh, stuff like that, the sanatorium, Sarah Pierce, a novel. Check it out. Very good. Um, other books that I have not start. Well, I've sort of started reading this one, which is the new uh, Stephen King book, which is called Fairy Tale, um, and I think it's different than the normal stuff that he writes. Um, it is... It follows... Um, a young boy that... I. He somehow starts being involved with this older man that has, like, a shed in his backyard. And inside the shed is, like, a portal to, like, a different world. And it follows this young boy. I'm only a chapter in, so I can't say more than that. But it is... Very interesting and different from what Stephen King normally writes, so check it out if you're into, like, fantasy novels, and I think that I'll end up finishing that, too. Um, The other books that I have to mention, I have not started to read, but I'm going to mention them because I am part of a book group on Facebook and for during christmas time they did this thing where they made like a main post and in the main post you could post your like amazon book wish list basically and people could click on your wish list and send you a book and so i sent a few people some books it was it was super fun Um, So I sent a few people some books, and then the two that I got in the mail are The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, Mm. and I also got The Dictionary of Lost Words, and I haven't started reading them yet. I'm sure that you guys can probably weigh in on The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. You both seem to peak. I've never read it. I've heard of it. Didn't they make a movie out of it? I'm pretty sure it's a movie, yeah. Um, And the girl that sent it to me, she said, um, this book is very dear to my heart, and I loved it, and get ready to cry, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, The Dictionary of Lost Words, which was on my wish list, is um, basically... I I don't know specifically, like, the in-depths of it, but it's basically about a woman that is set during the time period where they were starting to make dictionaries, and men were writing those dictionaries, and they were leaving out words that specifically had to do with women and and things that women would go through. And so my understanding is it's basically this woman that is collecting all of these words – that have to do with women and what they go through. And she's making the dictionary of lost words that
1: Very cool. all have
2: to do with women. So I'm super excited to start reading that. Um, and that's what I've got. I've also started rereading the Narnia books. So I'm on the magician's nephew.
1: Nice.
2: And we've all been there. So that's what I've got. <laughs> nice, Mandy. I'm proud of you. I know I'm doing so well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm even proud of me. Um, You should be.
0: Well, do we want to move on to talk about what we've been watching? Sure. Is that that what we want to do next?
2: Yes, I have less of that, but I'm here for it. I started watching How I Met Your Mother because I've never actually watched it, and it's actually pretty wow. good. It is pretty good. I've never watched it either. I've seen episodes here and there, yeah, um, but like I was never like super into it, and um, the first couple of seasons were free on Prime, so I started watching it, and it's actually really funny, um, and I'm enjoying it. Definitely an adult show. There's a an, new show called How show. I Met
0: Your Father which I have been watching, and I guess- Is it like, good? Yeah, I really like it. Um, I think the second season is coming out soon. I watch it on Hulu, and there's been cameos of people who were in okay, How good. I Met Your Mother. Um, so I feel like I need to go back, go back right. and watch that.
2: <laughs> yeah and that's one of the reasons why i started watching it because i was like i know this new show is coming out and i haven't ever watched this so i guess i'll check it out before i start watching the new show and it is really funny Mm -hmm. um and i'm enjoying it it's it's definitely you know a sitcom that's very whatever
0: yeah yeah
2: which is what i need especially this time of the year because i just i look for shows like that that are very like laid back that i can just turn on while i'm eating my dinner and whatever so that is what i've been watching oh along with star trek this time of year drew and i like to watch star trek specifically um the next generation um which for people our age they should know um will wheaton you know he plays uh Wesley Crusher and he was the heartthrob of that time period. Okay. Okay. So that's so what funny. we yes. <laughs> and um what's his face that plays Picard? Jean-Luc Picard. Uh Of course my husband has left the room right now and he'd be able to tell me. <laughs> I see me. his
0: face, but I can't think of his name. Um, I
2: see his
0: face. Patrick Stewart. Yes.
2: <laughs> plays Jean Luc Picard, and then there's, um, I don't know, there's other good characters, um, well known actors that play the characters and that. So that's what we do in the winter months. Have you watched
0: any of the new Star Trek at all? Or are you like gonna watch that I eventually? Maybe not.
2: Drew has, maybe I should have had him on here as a guest host because <laughs> he. He'll end up watching it with me eventually, but he doesn't. He doesn't care to wait for me. No, and yeah, I'm
0: the same way. With he'll just things, start so. watching I'm not wait.
2: stuff. He's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay. I'm sure he has started watching it, but I have not watched any of the new stuff yet.
0: Very good.
2: So on to you guys.
0: Well, I I kind of made a list of things that I've watched, like. Oh, she's kind of made In a the list past, like year, I don't know. I'm not going to get I I wrote a bunch of stuff down and I crossed things out cuz I'm like I don't we don't have time for all this. I do want to m- mention Keno, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series mm. that came out last year on Disney Plus. I support I this. I really loved it. I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about what it was what happens like I just want to say that I loved it. it. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. There was one storyline in the series that I did not like, only for the reason that it just didn't make sense to me, and I felt like um, there was, like, some loose ends. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't make sense story-wise. So that was the only part that kind of frustrated me. But... I just thought I Obi Wan Kenobi is one of my favorite Star Wars characters, and I've I've been mm-hmm. waiting for this for so long, Same. like we, so long.
2: We've been waiting for this yeah. forever, um,
0: and-, and I just love you <laughs> and McGregor. I was watching the because they Disney Plus made like a behind the scenes documentary on the show too, so I was watching that. And my husband came into the room, and I I looked at him, and I'm like, I just want you to know that I'm devoted to you forever, but I love Ewan McGregor. (laughs) Wow, I love him
2: so much. (laughs) If Ewan McGregor knocked on the door right now and said that I needed to be his wife, I'm sorry. He just got married a few months ago, so he's not available,
0: but... I don't know, I just, I love, like, his, like, he he's one of the producers on Kenobi, and so, mm-hmm. like, you can tell, like, he was just so excited about it, he was excited about playing the character again, and I just, oh, I just yeah. love that, like, as a Star Wars fan, it's so fun when the actors... Mm-hmm love it as much as the fans and he just Well
2: and he'd been saying that for years. Like if they want me to play Obi Wan again Well this has been in the works for years. (laughs) Right. But he's just not been allowed to talk about it.
0: And so when he could finally (laughs) talk about it He was just so happy. I
2: cannot imagine (laughs) being an actor like that where it's like, we have this thing in the works and it's in the works for years and you know about it, but you can't talk about it. But you know all your fans are excited about it. Like, I would not be able to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) So,
0: but yeah, I really liked it. It's not perfect. You can definitely tell it was made during the pandemic. But I'm hopeful that I'm really hoping that they'll do a season two. Like I really hope that they will.
2: Give it to us. Yeah, we need but more Obi Wan. I I just
0: watched it and was smiling the whole time, and then mm-hmm. there were certain scenes that made me cry. Like it was just, it was just so good. So very good. And then speaking of Star Wars, another <laughs> Star Wars series that came out last year was Andor. And yes. that is—he's one of the characters from the movie Rogue One, which is mm-hmm. set like right before A New Hope or um, Star Wars Episode Four. Some people might know it as, and it's about the crew that steals the plans for the Death Star and gets them to Princess Leia. And so, this series is set before that movie. And if you've seen rogue one you know why
2: (laughs) this has to be set before that movie which side note rogue one probably the best side star wars movie yeah i agree made like number one it's my favorite movie that's been
0: made since disney acquired Mm -hmm. lucasfilm same it's just really good and this series was really really good it's was directed by the same director who directed Rogue One? Um, and he did all the Born Identity movies too. Ooh, flashback! And, yeah, so <laughs> I would say the first five episodes of this series I did not like, and I really thought like, and this really? these, these release weekly, and so you have to wait till the next week. I mean, they're all out now, so you can binge it now, but and i just remember thinking i don't think i'm going to like this i think i'm i think i'm not going to like this I'm i don't like this series but then you get to episode 6 and like everything <laughs> like starts going crazy and you're like what and then from that point on till the end of the the season i just couldn't get enough of it i just Um, certain actors show up that I had no idea were going to be in it. And I, they're just amazing. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this is so good. So I ended up really liking it. Um, and we know for sure there's going to be a second season. Um, there will be two seasons. So I'm, I was pleasantly surprised. So I would say like, if, if you like Star Wars and you start watching this and you're like, eh, I don't like it. Just Keep, Keep at going. it. <laughs> just, like because it, it, really became one of my favorite things that I've seen. It's funny to A- me that you say
2: that. Drew and I loved it from the get-go.
0: I thought it was so slow,
2: and I we would get I would
0: get to the end of an episode and just be like, "What? Nothing happened in this episode. We didn't learn right, anything like, new. Where are nothing they going? Like, okay, nothing happened. I can, I
2: can see <laughs> so, that. Yeah. I can see
0: that. Uh, but now that I've seen the whole series, I understand why you need those episodes, you know, right. if that makes sense. Um, it almost felt like they like made the whole series and then after the fact decided where to end the episodes and like, oh, we'll, we'll just end it here. Like it just right. felt really <laughs> random to me. At least those first few episodes. I can but see anyway, that. so that one was really good. So these are all like Lucasfilm shows. Um the next one I would want to talk about is Willow. Which was really good. <laughs>
2: I didn't think about all this, Lauren. You wrote down things that I've watched that I didn't even think about adding. Well,
0: there we go. So a friend of mine, my my good friend Zoe, she was like, oh, have you been watching Willow? And I was like, no, I haven't. And she said that she had been watching it and she really liked it. And I've never seen the movie Willow. And so I was like, well, I better start with that. So I started yes. with the movie. And... um. It's actually not bad. It's not a bad movie. No, it's um, not. After I watched it, I I kind of figured out why I probably had never seen it. Um, it you know it has some scarier elements in it, uh, and there's like some witchcraft stuff. So I'm I'm guessing that's why I didn't was never exposed to it as a child. But it's not a bad movie. I, I would hear people talk about it and they'd be like, oh, yeah, Willow, you know, like, and I just thought like, well, maybe it's like this super cheesy fantasy movie, but it's not bad. I no, I Even it.
2: for the time period that it yeah. was made in, uh, uh, like, I was not, because obviously the show came out. And I'd never seen the movie, and Drew was super psyched about the show because he had a different upbringing than us. Mm -hmm. So he had seen the movie, and he was like, Haven't you seen Willow? And I was like, No, what are you talking about? And he was like, You have to watch this. So we watched the movie, (laughs) and I was expecting, like, you know, I was expecting the effects to be cheesy. Mm -hmm. And even for like the time period that it was made in, I was super impressed by the effects and just just the whole film. I super yeah. enjoyed it. I was glued to it the whole time. I've been glued to the episodes of the show that we've watched. Um, so highly recommend.
0: So there <laughs> you made me remind, you reminded me there's a documentary on Disney plus. I think it's called Industrial Light and Magic.
2: Isn't isn't that like the company? That's,
0: yeah, that's Lucasfilm's like effects, special effects um, yeah.
2: company. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's called Light and Magic. It's on Disney Plus. And yeah, so it talks about Lucasfilm's uh, Industrial Light and Magic. That's their like special effects. And their special uh, effects. Uh, they actually yeah. have a segment on there where they talk about Willow and how they did some of those effects,
2: which were very good.
0: It's yeah, it's really good, and then it. I would just say watch it if you like behind the scenes, just watch it. Like it, it's if you're cool. a nerd like Lauren, yeah. watch I just it. I love it and like they <laughs> they talk about because um, they did the effects for Jurassic Park and how groundbreaking all of that was. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was truly groundbreaking, and so it's just absolutely it almost didn't happen. And like it's just, I don't know, it was just amazing. So that was side note, side note about that. But anyway, the show Willow. <laughs>
2: Bringing it back to the yeah. topic at
0: hand. Um, it's set like what 20 years after the yeah. m- events of the movie
2: about something like that.
0: And I really enjoyed it. I I just I liked um the tone of it cuz it's mm-hmm. there are some serious fantasy stuff in it, but it's also super lighthearted and funny like Yeah, there's a lot of comedy uh, that yeah, I just love. a lot of comedy.
2: <laughs> So yeah,
0: I I really liked it. So that's one of the so Leah. The big ones if you
2: have me. not checked it out yet, it is very funny. You'll get good chuckles.
1: I plan on watching it, but I want to watch the movie first, and I just haven't been in the mood. So. Which you I will also. In,
2: I can tell you if I enjoyed it, you will enjoy it.
1: And I I was not, like, like like I went in
2: not expecting much, and then, like, Drew turned it on. I was like, (laughs) fine, I guess I'll watch this, since you say I should. And then he turned it on, and I was like, (laughs) you know, popcorn in hand. Just Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So, worth it.
0: Some movies I've watched, which I haven't watched a lot of movies, But Leah and I went to see this last weekend, and this is book-related. It's A Man Called Otto, Hmm.
2: which is based
0: on the book A Man Called Uva. And I hope I'm not taking your thunder, Leah. Why didn't you
2: tell me that you went to see it without me? Why wasn't I invited?
0: We went with some friends from
1: church.
2: I'm a friend.
1: (laughs) If only you went to church, Mandy. (laughs) you could have gone with us.
2: I'm not even going to touch on that. (laughs) Continue.
0: (laughs) I was kind of nervous about this because, you know, they they changed it. It's set in America. It's not set in Sweden. Like the book, they changed his name to Otto. They made a few changes. However, I would say they really captured the heart of the book and stayed really Mm -hmm. true to the book. I really, really, like, really liked this movie. Like, it was so good. What did you think, Leah?
1: I was super impressed with how they were able to make so many changes, but still, like, keep the heart of the book. Like, it honestly was amazing to me that they were able to do that because, like you said, they changed the setting. They changed the names. They changed, like, so much of it. But it felt like the book. Yeah. And Tom Hanks was amazing.
2: Of course. Greatest actor of, of all course, time, according to Lauren.
1: I think, though, like, the the main hero of that movie was the actress that they cast to be the neighbor, Yes, uh, the, la- the, the lady that, like, brings him out of himself, like, trying to kill himself and, like, yeah. forces him to be a part of the community. What was her name
0: Marisol is her name in Marisol. the movie um but yeah that actress I hope that she would wins awards like I she really
1: needs to win something
0: like <laughs> she, she is going stole, places <laughs> she stole the movie like she was just a beam of light and just joy. Like I just loved her so much. Like so what I much. Would know, she I didn't know I wasn't invited fun.
2: to go see the film. I didn't know that you have ever read the book, Mandy. I didn't read the book, but I have seen like the advertisements for it on Facebook, and I was like, Yes, well, I'm gonna I'm see sorry. this film. And now I find out that, you know, my best friends just went to see it. I'll
1: see it again. I would definitely watch it again. It was so good. I definitely thought that I would be sad to see Tom Hanks in that role. Mhm. I get it because it's that. just such a sad role. But yeah, it, the way, I mean, the way Friedrich Bachman Bachmann like <laughs> writes his characters, they're so realistic but there's always like that hint of humor and tom hanks did such a good job bringing that out it was so good so
2: good well i'm glad you both got to enjoy this
1: this feature film mandy if you (laughs) read the book we'll take you to the movie okay that'll be your reward okay i'll do it it's like a book it program (laughs)
2: You can have your personal pan pizza.
0: <laughs> Another movie I watched, and this I just saw it on Netflix, and I was like, oh, I'll watch this. It's called Slumberland.
2: I've heard of it, and I've never seen it.
0: Yeah, it's about a little girl. She lives with her dad in a lighthouse, and he dies and so she has to go live with her uncle who she's never met before and she starts having these weird dreams and her before her dad dies he's you know he tells her these stories about these adventures he used to go on and she thinks he made them up and uh, he talks about like his best friend Flip and so in her dreams she meets Flip and Starts going on all these adventures and finds out there might be a way for her to, you know, see her dad and her dreams. And it's mm. a really heartwarming story.
2: Jason Momoa. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But also like really, I don't like it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like fantasy, like a fantasy magical element. Magical It's not there. magical
1: realism. Yeah.
0: Like it? magical because of the dream element. I don't know. It was a. It was a surprising uh, find for me because I I hadn't heard of it. I just kind of saw it pop up on Netflix and I was like, oh, I'll watch it. So the ads I saw
2: for it gave me slight Narnia vibes. I don't know if I was reading that incorrectly. I didn't get any Narnia vibes when I was watching it (laughs) but I mean but I only I only saw ads for it so yeah yeah
0: maybe that was what they were going for (laughs) and uh, Nora actually watched it with me she's seven Mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend it for younger kids though I think it might be too sad for them and scary in parts
1: yeah a lot of it is scary and I think it's scary especially for little kids because it talks it's like your nightmares and yeah your, like her, yeah.
0: like throughout the movie her nightmare is chasing them and okay. so there's things like that but anyway that yeah, was a my surprising. daughter he's almost
1: five and i i watched it by myself it was very yeah. cute yeah um but i know she wouldn't she wouldn't yeah. be able to handle it some honorable
0: mentions i want to mention and <laughs> i won't get too far into them These are just kind of been my steady weekly, like, I watch these shows weekly. Abbott Elementary is one. Mm -hmm. I started watching that last year when it came out, and it's about uh, teachers at an elementary school. It's so funny. I, like, eight times out of ten, I'm, like, laughing so hard I'm crying from the episodes. Like, it's just really funny. and It's really funny. And it's very, like, accurate. Like, I used to be a teacher in the classroom so it's very accurate like as far as all of that stuff and so if you're a teacher uh, you might find it extra funny and another show I really like is called Home Economics and that's about a family and uh, their are three siblings and they're grown up with their family and they but they each have different like socioeconomic statuses and then one of the brothers writes a book a- about his family, and at first they don't know that he's writing it, and then they find out, and so it's it's a it's a funny, lighthearted show. So I like that one too, and that's all I got. I'll stop talking now. Oh, I love it.
1: So I've watched a lot since we were last together. <laughs> <laughs> that's but all right. I narrowed it down to my top few <laughs> um so something i'm watching right now that i've it's been on my radar and then someone just recently recommended it and you know it's going to be a good show when like the demographics of people that have said they liked it are just super varied but everyone thinks it's a good show mm-hmm. um so i'm watching miss scarlet and the duke it's a pbs show and it's set in um victorian england and the lead character, what?
2: I said, my favorite time period.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the main character is a detective. She takes over her dad's business after he dies. And she's trying to make a name for herself. And obviously in that time, uh, women are not exactly respected or like seen as equals, especially when it comes to being at crime scenes. And one of my favorite things is the... Uh, what's he called the guy that does all the autopsies who works at the morgue what's the name of those people what are they called
2: like a like a uh what's that called i don't know <laughs> guys a
0: coroner
2: yes there a we go coroner good work Lord.
0: <laughs> sorry it takes me up. my brain is slow and it's my even my brain slower shuts at this down after like 7 30 like so. being put
2: on the spot that's what happens well
1: what do you think I felt like? There I was, trying to say a word.
2: <laughs> there I was.
1: Anywho. <laughs> the coroner does not like <laughs> having her at the morgue. And he freaks out every time she comes. And the her like counterpart works at Scotland Yard and... She always, like, follows him there when he's working on these cases. And the coroner just freaks out every time. She'll, like, the first time she, like, told him that she was the wife of the investigator. And he was like, it is very improper to bring your wife. And the guy didn't even know she was with him. And and then she just, like, sneaks in, distracts the guy. And he's all the coroner is just always up in arms. It cracks me up every time. Anyway. (laughs) So you're just following her story as she's trying to make a name for herself and gets herself in some... I mean, it's basically like a female Sherlock. She's very good at deducing. I don't know. I really love it. The characters are all really fun, even though there's like murder and whatever. I can't watch it with my kid in the room because you never know when there's going to be like a dead body. Right. (laughs) But other than that... (laughs) It's really fun. So,
2: Other than the murder.
1: (laughs) Yeah, other than all the murder, you know. It's quite wholesome. (laughs) Um, Another show that I really enjoyed and didn't expect to, it was called The Extraordinary Attorney Woo, and it's on Netflix. It's a Korean drama. They do have English dubs that are actually pretty good. Sometimes it's very annoying to listen to that. Um, but the English was good. But I watched it either with the English dubs or with subtitles. But basically, it's it's an attorney. She's new um, and she has autism. And so you're kind of following her as she navigates. I mean, she's a genius, but socially very inept. I think the main the main theme that keeps coming up is she can't go through the revolving door. <laughs> and so there's another, uh, he's not an attorney, he's, he, oh, I can't remember what his official title is, but they end up striking up a little relationship and so he helps her get, get through the doors and that is just so sweet. Aww, um, a little <laughs>
2: sweet love story.
1: But it's very, very sweet. I've loved it so much and that's another one that I heard some super random people that really enjoyed it. That one has stuck with me. And my I tease my husband because the most romantic part in the show is that she wants her, boy, her new boyfriend offers to be like a hugging chair for her because autistic people like a lot of pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he tells her about this chair that will like help you and give you a hug and because she hasn't had a lot of help for her autism. Like, you know, a lot of kids will get special therapies yeah. and special, you know, different things to help them function in society, and she hasn't had any of that. Um, And so her new friend is trying to tell her all these options for her, and he offers to be her hugging chair, and, like, I'll give you tight hugs to help you calm down. I was like, Joey, this is what I need from you.
2: (laughs) Be my hugging chair. Be
1: my hugging chair. (laughs) Like, that's the most romantic thing I've ever heard. I love love it. it. So I really loved that show. And then the other show that was a super random find, it's called We the People. It is not on anymore. It only had, I think, two seasons. So it's called For the People. It's actually a Shonda Rhimes show. So, Hmm. I mean, Grey's Anatomy, Prayer Practice, all the things. I think it's the best thing she ever made. Wow. It is. Such a good show. It's a legal drama. It's set in the United States Courthouse where like in New York City where they like do all these high profile cases, federal cases and they so you're following both sides the defense the prosecution and the different lawyers they're all first years and learning the system and it actually has one of the like the lead character from Bridgerton is one of the attorneys on here. He is very good looking at Bridgerton and on this show, he's so nerdy. So it's kind of funny <laughs> to see the difference, but it's very, pra- I don't know how to describe it. Sean Ryan's shows are very high on the drama yeah. and a lot mm-hmm. of things happen just for drama's sake. This show is not really like that. Okay. Uh, it's, I, I don't know, it's very realistic. It covers a lot of hard issues. Um, and it doesn't go overboard on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which is probably why they only made it two seasons. Yeah. Because people like drama. It's really funny. I laugh a lot. It's very witty. I it doesn't it feels like a Sean Rhimes show, but it doesn't. I don't know. I I feel like everyone should watch it. All it's right. really
2: good. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna check it out.
1: And every time I watch it I get really sad that there were only two seasons. Like I wish it were still on right now. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's because people,
2: the general population, are always just wanting more drama when you don't Some need it. Some of my favorite
0: shows were canceled after, like, two seasons, and it mm-hmm. it made me really sad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, mm-hmm. really sad.
1: I know. I, I mean, I didn't know. If this show was in 2018. Yeah, I've well, never maybe. heard of it. I had never heard of it either. I wonder if COVID played a part in its cancellation. I was just thinking that. I mean, if it was only on for two seasons,
2: wasn't? Didn't she do uh, How to Get Away with Murder?
1: I think so. so, Yeah. Which I was. She has a
2: lot of shows. I was super into How to Get Away with Murder for the first two seasons, and then it gets like really intense, and I was just like. This is. I feel like this is too intense. Mm, Yeah. Like, I was cool with the first two seasons at the surface, but now you've become too much. (laughs) There is too much murder and too too much much murder. There's a line. Too much murder and too many affairs going on. Mm. I just
1: cannot. Yeah. I cannot. No thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's. I think that's what shocked me about this show is it normally it's all about the relationships. Right. And there is some of that, but it's very minimal. It's a lot about the stories yeah. of the cases and the people. And See, this is what yeah. we need more of.
2: Listen to us, Shonda. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all. That Those are my shows.
2: So, Lauren and my, our dad, went to Disney World, and he was able to find, because um, Disney recently acquired Anastasia, so he was able to find the Anastasia mug that they produced, and so he gave that to me, and because I got that, I started listening to the Anastasia soundtrack.
1: Mm. Yeah
2: and i just put it on i have a uh, youtube music i have like a sub- subscription and so after like the first few anastasia songs it started playing like other disney movie songs and then mm-hmm. like songs from uh what's that one movie um an american tale you know somewhere okay. out there <laughs> like it just started playing all of these songs from my childhood and i'd be driving home from work like tearing up Aww. like somewhere out there. <laughs> i was like oh my goodness why is this doing this to me <laughs> that's hilarious I have concluded that, like, the two Disney soundtrack albums that slap the most are the Tarzan soundtrack and the Hercules soundtrack. Okay. Like, if you need to be, like, pumped up and feeling good, Tarzan soundtrack, Phil Collins, you can't go wrong. It's basically a Phil Collins album. That's what Tarzan is. It is. (laughs) Yes. And then the Hercules soundtrack because you've got, you've got the the three, uh, what are they called? They're
1: I think the they're three called girls. the Muses. Yeah, the Muses? and they're on all the
2: vases and yeah, stuff, yeah. and they are just they are hyped with their music.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. I, I just, never really got into Hercules. Maybe we should watch. Dude, that the one. soundtrack.
2: It's hopping. And That's not just hilarious. the three of them, but even I forgot about the songs with uh what's his face? Um Danny DeVito plays the yes. voice of him. Yes. But like, you know, the songs it's that he still, does, you know, you're <laughs> I don't know, just listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> so you wanna be a hero, kid? Well, whoop dee-doo! <laughs> <laughs> That's I was laughing my butt off. I forgot. Like, you forget. You haven't seen yeah. these movies in forever. And these songs come on and you're like, I forget how funny these songs are. <laughs> so those are my top two Disney albums. And then nice. I guess not Disney album would be The Greatest Showman. Because some, oh, of, those, so some of those songs right? came on and I was like, yes, this yeah. movie was so good. And all the music oh was goodness so good. There were songs from Wicked that came on from that spurred from and this was all just from me deciding to play Anastasia songs and all of this started playing and I was like all of this music is so good.
0: <laughs> it is. It's is really good. That's <laughs> and awesome. I just
2: also it's just funny because I've been driving around town for the last week on my way to and home from work Listening to all this, and I like, I have my music turned up loud, okay? So there are people in Rockford that have heard me jamming to like Under the Sea and stuff.
1: Okay, get behind that.
2: And I'm just like, whatever, I don't care. It's putting me in a good mood. Yes.
0: We listen to Disney tunes in the van because that's what my daughter likes to listen to. And
2: there are some good
0: ones. Yeah, she's been into Encanto lately. She loves
2: one loves of my those songs. top liked songs is uh the one song the uh, We
0: don't talk about Bruno? No, surface no. pressure. Oh, uh, surface <laughs> I I love surface pressure. Like, I relate so hard to that when song. When I am
2: like having a tough time at work, yes. I'll turn that on on my way to work like and I just jam out to it.
0: Yeah. As the oldest child. <laughs> and I don't even know if her character is the oldest, but as the oldest child, I relate a lot to that song.
2: It's I think so that, I like, think she is accurate. Or, or she's at least older than well, um, She's
0: older than Mirabel, but Right. Yeah. So, cuz she talks about being the older sister in the song. Now I need so. to know. I need to know if she's the oldest I or think if Isabella she's- might be the oldest, but Yeah, Nora's been way into that lately.
2: But I finally watched that movie. It's really After good. After we had spoken about it, because I hadn't watched it yet, even though I knew, like, all the songs. Mm-hmm. Really good movie.
1: So, Lauren hooked us up and told us about, they did a Hollywood Bowl.
2: Yeah.
1: And they filmed it, and it's on Disney. It's so good. It's like, so Like, my daughter good. was out of the Encanto phase for a very long time, and then we watched that. And I think she likes that better than the movie. Yeah. She loved seeing the real people doing the music. And it was really, really good.
0: Yeah, that's what my daughter said. She said,
1: Mom, this is almost better than the movie. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The actress who plays Mirabel, the only other thing I've seen her in is um, it's that sitcom it's, what is it, the Nine-Nine? Yeah, um, Brooklyn 9, Nine. Brooklyn
2: Nine-Nine. I love that show.
1: Which is so, because she plays, like, the straight man, like, super buttoned up, like, almost robotic in the way mm-hmm. she functions. And then she's, like, on stage doing Mirabelle mm-hmm. and dancing up and down and, like, so cute. <laughs> yeah. it's She's really good if she yeah. can do both of those she's things. Really
0: good, yeah
2: well i have googled it isabella is the oldest
0: yeah that's because i I think that because she's getting married like she's the one who has to get married and Mm -hmm. uh so that kind of makes sense but anyway
2: and then it's it's louisa and maribel now we know now we know and that's what i've been listening to nice
0: i like it fun what about you leah
1: um what have I been listening to? What have I been listening to? <laughs> you know, some Taylor Swift. <laughs> I mean that too. As one does.
2: <laughs> that I can all talk all I've about, been talk about that's to. like its own podcast though. <laughs> like, really, I'm not into Taylor yeah. Swift. <laughs> as far
0: as music, like on my list is for the music is Taylor Swift. Everything else is
1: podcasts. Mhm. Yes. So there's Taylor Swift and then um <laughs> i haven't been doing a ton of podcasts i will say um uh, my husband and i have listened to a couple different um 2020 podcasts because apparently okay. that's who we are now but they're really good <laughs> okay. they're like they're really well done i can't remember which one it was that got us into it but it's i mean it's essentially the murder mystery it's here's the deal Our parents like 2020 because it's all the murder mysteries. Well, now we just listen to them on podcasts. Mm -hmm. 2020 Mm -hmm. was smart because they're like, oh, this is how people are taking in their murder. We'll just put it on (laughs) podcast form now. Nice. (laughs) So (laughs) check it out. They're real good. Um, (laughs) I really like What Should I Read Next with Ann Bogle. That's what I go to if I'm struggling with reading not like to sound out the words, but to figure out what to read next. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I don't always even get my recommendations from there, but it just kind of reminds me like what I enjoy about reading yeah. and what, you know, how to remember, mm-hmm. like it helps remind me what I like to look for in books. And, and it's just fun to hear other readers talk about reading. I don't know oh, why. yeah, for sure. I agree. But the other thing that we have been listening to is – Annie's Mini BFF podcast. Yes, I love that. It's super cute. What is her full, what is her name? Not, it's um Annie F Downs. Yeah, Annie F Downs. So she has her like a podcast for adults, but this is for kids and she basically does a little Bible lesson for the kids. She is such a good children's teacher though. Yes. I I was just listening the other day and thinking like this is talent. Like she accurately gives a bible story makes it incredibly entertaining like my kid is understanding everything she's saying Mm -hmm. learning so much always helps them understand some of the lessons to the takeaways and then praise for them the prayers almost always make me want to cry yeah she's so like she's so good with words and pointed and they're very sweet um and they're a nice little quick podcast so My daughter loves them and she's every time I turn on just oh, it's my podcast. Yeah. She gets so excited. So, that's that's what we've been listening to. Well,
0: speaking of Annie F Downs, she just started doing um a new podcast called Let's Read the Gospels and she's reading through the Gospels. She's going to do it every month this year and she's going to read oh, from a cool. different version of the Bible, so um, this month, she's reading from the NIV 84, I think, because that's just her personal Bible is that version. She wanted to start with that one. And she started with John this month, and I think she's going to do different uh, orders every month. And she reads Very three cool. chapters a day. And I that's what I listen to when I'm getting ready for the day in the morning. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're a little longer than how long it takes me to get ready so I'll finish them up while I'm eating my breakfast and I just really like it she just reads and then she prays and I've really enjoyed that it's been really
1: nice (laughs) that's so yeah yeah. that's how so I I signed up for um the dwell bible app yeah and it is an audio Mm -hmm. book bible and you can pick from all these different voices and I've been doing the read through the bible Chronologically in a year program for like the past two and a half years, mm-hmm. not quite through it all the way. <laughs> it's not like I've been doing it twice. For I'm just doing years. the same year. <laughs> I I get um, it. but <laughs> <laughs> I like to listen to that as well sometimes when I'm getting ready because it's it's just very pleasant to have someone yeah. read you the Bible. Super chill.
0: And as I've been listening, so I I didn't bring this up in what I was watching, but this is something I've been watching. It's called the Chosen. Mm-hmm. You can watch it on yes! the Angel Angel app, Angel Media, mm-hmm. Angel Studios, like that,
2: yeah. and it should be free.
0: It is free, and they also came out with their own app. There's just the Chosen app. You could watch it on there. Yeah, I think as that's well. what I have is their app. Mm-hmm. So they're on their third season now. It's a it's about Jesus and mm-hmm. the disciples. I think that it is super well done it is one of the best agree film adaptations of of the story of christ that i've ever seen you know there's been a lot put out there i really really enjoy it and then as i'm listening to the gospels being read it's like oh all these stories and like some of them have been portrayed in the chosen so far and it's just really i don't know it's been kind of fun listening to that and watching the show but the show they all their funding comes from donations. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of how they they operate and function, which is
2: actually really impressive with how well done yeah. the show I was is. Say it's
0: so well done. It's it's. I just i I really like it. So that was should have been in the watching section, but
2: <laughs> that's okay. Well, you know, you get to things as they come up organically in conversation. Yeah. I feel like I just sounded like my mother for a second. You sound like her a lot. <laughs> yep. Shout out to Sandy <laughs> Oh
1: goodness.
0: So like Leah said, Taylor Swift. If I need music, I just turn on Taylor Swift. I have- mm-hmm. I have a playlist called T Swift Nap, and that's what I turn <laughs> on when I'm falling asleep. That's <laughs> so I've just picked songs that are, you know, more mellow. <laughs>
2: I love it. Wow. Swift. I mean,
1: I can't judge. I fall asleep to Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Like, that's my go-to. Oh, look at you. I just need-
2: no, Taylor Swift, her last... Uh, I mean, I love all of her music, but her last however many albums, the last three or four, I just... Yeah. I can just turn them on and... They just, they just reach into my soul. Yeah.
0: I, I would say I didn't get into her until the pandemic. Yeah. Mm. And now I'm going back and listening to some of her earlier stuff and it's not bad. I just wasn't mm-hmm. into it. You know, I just didn't listen to her. And yeah, a lot of her newer stuff has been really good and it's just yeah it's been different than what she you know had done in the past and and i think that's what drew me to her
2: yeah it's it's very deep but yet it's deep yet relatable relatable yeah and it just there's a song for like anything you're going through yeah pretty much <laughs> and so yeah it when I'm not listening to to songs from animated films on my way to work <laughs> I'm listening to Taylor Swift yes, right <laughs> <sighs> yeah
0: her most recent album when it first came out I think I liked like two songs from it and so I was like oh it's okay I like these songs and that's it but I just kept listening to it, and like as I've like lived more, and like mm-hmm. you know, you like watch things and read things, <laughs> and it's like how I am with music. If if I can't personally relate to a song, I'm not gonna really like it. Right. But what I found is there's a lot of songs on this most recent album that remind me of like shows I've watched or different characters and books or like oh, you yeah. know what I mean. And so it's like when I can make that connection, it's like oh okay, right. So a lot of the songs have started to grow on me the more I've listened to it, so.
2: A lot of her songs, if I don't relate to them right now, I can, a previous version of myself can relate to them. Yes. And so that's what I love is that You know, either if it's my childhood or my teens or now Mm -hmm. or whatever, like I can relate in some way to these songs or someone I know, someone I know is going through something that, you know, and so I think of them when I listen to a song. It's it's, yeah, it's so interesting how different people interpret her
0: songs too. Oh, absolutely like, mm-hmm. i'll take it one way and then you'll see on instagram someone's like oh this taylor swift song reminded me of this thing in my right. life and it's like oh how cool is that you know that like different mm-hmm. people you like mm-hmm. bring yourself to to it and uh and then there's some songs on the album that i don't necessarily relate to but i really like how they sound you know i like the right. sound and the and the, the <laughs> tune so i don't know that's that's what I've been she listening is, to for music.
2: T. Swifty, you're incredibly talented and the team friendship loves you. You're never going to listen to this, but we she love you. She doesn't need our affirmation.
0: But. <laughs> <laughs> and podcasts I listened to, this was the first podcast I ever started listening to and, and really inspired me to start this podcast because I just, oh they're having so much fun Uh, it's called rebel force radio it's a star wars podcast Mm.
2: oh i never would have guessed
0: (laughs) (laughs) i've been listening to them i started listening to them when uh my daughter was born and she was in the NICU and so i was driving back and forth every day and so i just i was like i need to find something to listen to and so i i was like there's gotta be star wars podcasts so i found a star wars podcast and this was one of the ones and and I've just been listening to them ever since. And I really enjoy it. It's a weekly show. They also do, um, if there's like a Star Wars series going on, they'll do a, a live after show. Um, so when Andor was was coming out every Wednesday night, they would do an after show uh, live on YouTube. And you can comment or call into the show. And they would just recap the oh, episode. Oh, did you and- call in, Lauren? I've never called in but I do type in the comments. <laughs> Which is fun cuz then you get to talk to other people and so and right now the the Bad Batch is an animated Star Wars series that's on Disney Plus right now. So they've been doing their Bad Batch after shows out. too. So I don't know. I just really like it and it makes me feel connected to the fandom. I don't have really any close friends that are as into star wars as i am and these guys are like super into it um and a lot of the people who call into the show are obviously super into it so anyway if you like star wars check it out rebel force radio Okay, another podcast I like to listen to is called I Am All In with Scott Patterson. He is Luke Danes on Gilmore Girls, and he is watching Gilmore Girls and like kind of recapping. He's never seen the episodes. He was in them, but he never watched them.
2: And so now he's watching them. Yes. I love him. As the show, as his podcast has
0: gone on, it's gotten better. It did not start out great.
2: Well, neither did our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> because he started his yeah, podcast. But we weren't getting
0: sponsored. Yeah, he started his podcast during the pandemic when, like, all the actors had nothing to do, and so, so they like, made all podcasts. The actors Have started podcasts now, and like, of honestly, some of them are just not great.
2: <laughs> now, some of you were not meant to do podcasts. <laughs> You're not meant to so do this. So move on.
0: <laughs> um, but he's definitely gotten better figured out a better format for it, brought in more people so it's not just him by himself. Um, he also him. has interviewed a lot of people, actors from the show, and those are fun. I like that's listening to key. those interviews. Yeah, Is mm-hmm. interviewing yeah, the people. So yeah, I like that one. So if you're a Gilmore Girls fan, that's a fun one. I am. The last one I'm going to talk about is called Here's Where It Gets Interesting with Sharon McMahon. If you're on Instagram, her account is called Sharon Says So, and she talks a lot about government and history stuff. Her podcast, a lot of times she'll interview people. She has a lot of interviews with people. A lot of them are about political things or government things. Um, One of her most recent episodes was on presidential libraries and like, what is a presidential library and how do we keep track of all that stuff? but she's also done like series where she kind of deep dives into certain times in history and it's documentary style and just really, really well produced. And she used to be a government teacher. So she just is really good at like that educational part. And she makes it very interesting. I've learned a lot from her. Um, if you just follow her on Instagram, like in her stories every day, she'll often talk about current events going on, especially mm-hmm. in politics and it's helped me understand a lot of stuff better. And one of the things I love about her is she she keeps her content positive, and also she doesn't really lean toward one. She stays neutral. Yeah,
1: can't quite tell which side. Yeah, she, she falls
0: will on. never. She says she will never tell us which way she leans politically, and you, you can't. She you can't really tell.
1: Yeah, you can't tell, which is like why. Never mind.
2: I it? feel like I feel like that's a talent it, to yeah. be able to do something like that.
1: Why can't the the newscasters, the media, why yeah. can't they do that? Why yeah. is it so hard? Like it's obviously possible. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Like I just want to know the news. Yeah,
0: by I, one I side, get, I get the news to from lean Sharon.
2: one side.
0: I don't, I
2: don't really
0: read or watch a lot of regular news. I just go on to Sharon's Instagram and find out what's happening. <laughs>
2: Because she talks about it, it's the aliens and the Russians that are paying them all. Oh boy! <laughs> you sounded like a Colin. Like tune in to into Mandy's our show. conspiracy <laughs> th- podcast.
0: Yeah, you need to follow Sharon, Mandy. She'll <laughs> help you. She'll set you straight. <laughs>
2: about the aliens and the Russians yes.
1: she will She'll long time listener first time caller um it's the aliens <laughs> and the russians <laughs> that
2: are actually and they're on and the so- same team <laughs> <laughs> um
1: putin is actually
2: uh, an alien
0: and <laughs> Look, you guys joke, but there are real people out there that think these things are real. Yes! Oh, I absolutely I know. know. They're the people that
2: I laugh at on TikTok. So just
0: follow Sharon. In my spare time. She'll set you straight, okay? If and she everyone in a just kind follow way. her.
2: Sharon, tell me what race of alien is Putin? Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's move on to our last segment, video games or board games.
2: All right, let's do this. Let's talk about 500. The, big the big one that I know all three of us can talk about, which yes. is Disney Dreamlight Valley. Yes.
0: That's the only video game I've been playing. <laughs> This is
2: the only video game (laughs) I play. This is all that matters ever.
0: (laughs) I've actually taken a break since Christmas because I was like deep in it at Christmas time. I was like trying to get all the things because they had like a special Christmas thing and you could earn different holiday things.
2: And I I grinded hard for that and as soon as I finished all of the Christmas stuff I was like I have I have to stop. (laughs) This is out of control.
0: (laughs) So, Mandy, explain what Dreamlight Valley is to the people.
2: Disney Dreamlight Valley is basically... um, I would compare it to uh, Animal Crossing combined with Sims, combined with Stardew Valley. It's basically a hybrid of of every game like that that and and usually the people that love those games love all of those games and they have been wishing for a long time for a game like this that is Disney and so here it is it, it's here you have your it's your traditional uh, like, yeah
1: you're on a you're on an island and you've got a yes
2: and you can fix farm everything and fix everything <laughs> and you can make friends and you can do your quests and gather and craft and build things and make things better and make things look the way you want them to look if you're that dedicated. And, yeah, it's just, it's everything you could ever want in a farming simulator game. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I was going to like
0: it because I don't like Animal Crossing. I know. I did like Stardew Valley up mm-hmm. to a point. hmm Um, and then I got tired of it, and so then you guys were like, oh, you could you should play Animal Crossing, so I got Animal Crossing, and I just, I hated it, like, I'm just gonna be real honest, I I find it incredibly dumb, and it's just like a chore simulator, it's like, oh, here, if you don't have things to do in real life, you can pick up sticks in the fake digital world, you know, (laughs) so... I just like
2: it's not fun. If you for don't want to pick up the sticks in your own freaking backyard, <laughs> yeah. you can do it on your Switch. <laughs> yeah, no. and I get that. I I get that. I'm not thought super
0: creative. People, it seems like people right. who are super creative really love Animal Crossing because yes. you can make it your mm-hmm. own and you can design mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter actually really likes Animal Crossing because she likes to design
2: clothes. Yes. Which is very fun, and the see, I like Animal Crossing, but I it's one of those games that like I log into and I play it for thirty minutes and then I'm done for the day. Um, and Lauren is obviously on the other end of that spectrum, and Leah is probably I'm probably the mid, and then Leah is probably up here somewhere.
1: I loved Animal Crossing. (laughs) I liked making all the things. Mm -hmm. I made pavement for my whole island.
2: I was always super excited about Disney Dreamlight Valley. However, when I found out that it was in real time, I was a little bit skeptical because that's one of the things about Animal Crossing that I actually dislike. Mm -hmm. And they... I don't know. Dreamlight Valley has done it really well where the stuff that you need to collect spawns fast enough that I don't feel like I'm having to wait like a whole day to be able to get more of this thing that I need, you know, to do this thing. Like they have done it very well where any, you know, flower or type of wood or whatever, there are some things you have to wait longer for or some things that, certain fish that it has to be raining for you to be able to catch, you know, certain types of weather is needed in Disney Dreamlight Valley. But at the end of the day there's it's not it's not like Animal Crossing where it feels like you're waiting forever for certain things to respawn, I guess.
1: And
0: maybe that's what I didn't like about Animal Crossing. I is think it that just probably took is. forever to yes. do stuff. Yes. Yeah, it
1: definitely is a commitment and it is kind of it's a bit much. It's a bit much how long some things take. There, there are plenty like you almost of, yeah. have to be a kid on summer break to yes. actually like.
2: There are plenty of things in well, Animal Crossing that you have to wait till the next day, or there are even certain ingredients that you need for crafting that you can only get during certain seasons. Yeah, you know, and and that's fun in its own way. Yeah. But if you're someone that likes instant gratification, that's not fun. <laughs> so yeah, I've enjoyed uh
0: Dreamlight Valley because it's got all the Disney characters in it and you're you have quests and you get rewarded yes. and yeah i f- i found out like later on that you could move stuff around i didn't know you could move <laughs> buildings so when i found that that just opened up a whole new world for me because mm-hmm. i'm like oh i can make i could make the valley look how i want it to look it mm-hmm. you don't have to keep things where they started so that's been fun too yes. it is very glitchy for me um it seems mm-hmm. i play on the switch and it mm-hmm. i from what I've read, it seems like the Switch version is more glitchy.
2: The Switch version is probably the most the glitchy. Yeah, um, I play on both, and I use the cross save so I can switch to playing on my Switch, and I can play it on my PC. And I will say that it is a lot easier to move things around, and and if I want to do that, I'll do it on the PC. Um, it's a lot yeah, easier if,
0: if I'm moving things around or designing you know like mm-hmm. where things are at I have I have I know that I have a time limit where I'm gonna need yes. to save it or I'm gonna lose it because yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna crash and I
2: learned that the hard way too yeah like I did a whole bunch of stuff one time on yeah. the switch and it just crashed and everything that I had done was like gone <laughs> And I was so mad. It's, yeah, it's it's just yeah. so sad. <laughs> so I have learned. I think my rule for myself now is that I'll move stuff around in one specific area, and then once I'm done with that area, I'll save and then move on to like mm-hmm. the next area to save myself heartbreak. Yes, Leah. What what do you like about Dreamlight Valley?
1: For me, it did combine a lot of my favorite things from the games you mentioned. And then obviously the Disney element. It has a lot of characters that, you know, we grew up with and then you're kind of interacting with them in this game and it's, like it's pretty your fun. Friends. It is, it is. I and it's so funny. I have another friend that also plays it and all like you guys and her like all of us were like, Oh, it's Mickey and Minnie and look, like, Mickey and Minnie are together. Like it's just so cute and <laughs> It's a fun escape, and I think, too, they've done a good job of combining, like, the larger story arc that you're kind of following, um, and then you have some smaller tasks that you can accomplish, because the game's still in development, and, you know, there's only certain things you can do right now, but a lot of the characters, each character has some quests that you could go on, which some of those are frustrating to me, because you don't really get a lot, but it's a lot of effort. Right.
2: (laughs) For friendship. (laughs) right
1: (laughs) but it's but i think i've really enjoyed it just i've i've enjoyed it it is super glitchy though and that's Mm -hmm. the the biggest frustration because you'll be feeling like you're accomplishing something and not even a lot of times it's not even moving things around it's just playing the game and then it all shuts down right and you've lost what you were doing for the past Mm -hmm. like five ten minutes so um but i'm excited to see what else they do they keep opening Mm -hmm. different worlds um uh, you can you know, go visit their realms; they're called, and then mm-hmm. that's how the characters come into the the world that you're playing in. And it looks; like... I mean, they have a potential for a lot of different things. So yeah. I'm kind of excited to see yeah, where they go. There's a whole with it. lot
2: of doors in that castle. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm excited. I think it's I it's
0: so been fun,
2: and it's supposed it to be fully launched this year. And I mean, I can't speak and say for sure what they're going to do, but it looks like they're going to do this two to three month thing where they, you know, you have an update every two to three months and they release new characters and and new stuff into the game, which I feel like is a good amount of time to do something like that. You know, Mm -hmm. it gives you enough time to do all the new stuff and collect all the new stuff and then anticipate for the next update. like that,
0: because then you're then it's almost like you have this game community where you're all doing kind of the same quest at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then you move on together, you know, when, when the next one comes out. I love that. I heard there was like, um, some hidden message, but only people, um, who were on, I want to get this right. Cause there's like a gaming community on discord Yes. And there's a gaming community on Reddit and there might be other groups. And the Dreamlight Valley account, I can't remember if it was Discord or Reddit, po- posted a picture and it had like a hidden message in it where like you you could enter the code and it was like some sort of code that opens stuff up in the game. And but they only put it on this one platform. And so the rest of the gaming community was like really mad because they were like this should be for everybody, um, <laughs> but then the people, like I, I let's say it was on Discord, you know, somebody leaked it, and so they were mad because like that was special for us, you know, and how dare <laughs> you <laughs> leak it?
1: And I am like, oh my goodness, whatever, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy.
2: I will say, uh, last thing I'll say about Dreamlight Valley. I have been constantly there was you guys probably had the option to do it too I don't know it was a thing sent to me I think through Steam and it was like a survey that you could take for like what you liked about Dreamlight Valley and things you might like to see in the future um so via that and comments on Twitter I have been begging the people the creators of Dreamlight Valley to allow me to be able to dive into Scrooge McDuck's money pit. <laughs> we should be, uh, that should be a reward. I have been bombarding them with via that survey and comments on Twitter and elsewhere. I'm just like, if you do nothing else with this game, let me enter that vault and freaking swim exactly. in his money pit. This is all I've ever wanted to do since I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> Because we Make saw the intro
0: happen. to DuckTales. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. I, when, every time, I want it to be an option that you can enter the vault. Yes, and they
0: have to play that song. They have to play the DuckTales song. And every time Duck time Duck you song. enter the
2: vault, yeah. that song plays, yeah. and you can just swim through the money pit. Yep. I like that. I need it.
0: <laughs> are we done talking about Dreamlight Valley?
2: <laughs> I think we are. Yes. Have we been playing any other games?
0: Um, this is a game that I want to play. I rented mm. it from the library for. Uh, we have a PlayStation Four, but I want to get this game for my Switch, and it's the Lego Star Wars um, Skywalker Saga. Mm-hmm. I think
2: I am. I'm like super surprised that it's a Star Wars game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the Lego games.
2: I find I've played a Harry Potter one. They're very good. The Harry Potter Lego games are, and it's fantastic. so fun.
0: And so I we rented this Lego Star Wars one, and it was really fun. Uh, I've I've so I've just kind of been saving up to get it for the Switch because it just looks like and and everybody who's played it has said it was it's been a lot of fun. I think it came out like last year, like the beginning of last year. So I'm like super late to the game. Like I've been wanting it since then, but I just haven't. I just haven't bought it. So I keep waiting for the right time. You know, there's gotta be a right time.
2: Oh yeah, there's they have sales, especially on the Lego games. Well,
0: that's not what I mean. I just mean like I need to be in the right mood, you know, to like play the game. This isn't a financial time we're looking for. It's mental
2: health time. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly it. It's definitely mental health. So,
1: yeah, that's all I got, though, for my games.
2: Nothing wrong with that. I like it. What about you, Leah?
1: Um, I haven't really played anything else other than Dreamlight Valley. I did play a board game that was kind of fun. It's called Villainous. It's along the Disney theme. You are different Disney villains. Um, so when I played it, I was Prince John from Robin Hood, which was just delightful. And <laughs> I
2: love it so much!
1: <laughs> you're working so you have like your own game board and then the other players you can play different things on their game boards to kind of thwart what they're trying to achieve and thankfully I picked a really easy character. It's actually kind of a tricky game because each character has their own set of rules and you're trying to achieve like once you've you accomplish like gather whatever you need to gather or get rid of whatever you need to get rid of um then you win but you've got other people like throwing different like cards onto your board right. that make it harder for you to do that so it was pretty fun it would take it's definitely a learning curve but i really enjoyed it i'm not big into games like that where you're you know throw this card and make him do this and throw right. i'm not into that kind of gaming but i think because it was disney that was intriguing to me and then i think it would just depend on who you Which villain you played? Because some of the villains, you had to do like seven different things in order to win, and mine was just get all the gold. (laughs) Nice. So,
2: of course, that was much easier (laughs) for my brain to understand. Too.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yep. The whole time. (laughs) Yeah, but it was really cute. So I'm. I would like to play it again, and they have different um, expansion packs and stuff too, to go with it. So. Of course. And they have I saw in this vein of villainous, they have another one I can't remember what move what set of movies it was from, but um, I'll have to look that up. But the game itself was really fun, so I think maybe if you just enjoyed playing board games like that, you'd enjoy all of their whole line of games. I'm gonna have to look check it, it out. Checking it out. <laughs> Adding it to the list. Love it. Oh, so yeah, they have a Star Wars one.
2: Oh, there's Lauren's.
1: And I feel like I saw something else too. So I don't know what the other one was. I actually didn't see the Star Wars one. Oh, maybe it's like Marvel, maybe? Marvel was the other one I saw. Marvel, Star Wars, and then Disney villains. So they look really good.
2: Cool. Very nice. I have to check it out.
0: Do you have any more games, Mandy?
2: I mean, I can do real quick. I've been revisiting some games on the PS4. One of them is called We Happy Few. Um, It's actually made by this company that also did another game called Contrast. And they're two totally different games. Contrast is more of like a puzzle, like you're solving puzzles in the game and that was really fun and then that's how I found out about We Happy Few is I was Googling the company that made it. Anywho, We Happy Few is set in We're we're gonna have to figure out if it's World War One or World War Two again. <laughs> it's one of the World Wars <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and you're in London and it's like a dystopian like like alternative universe of the world war that you're set in. And basically you are there. There's different storylines. The main storyline follows this one guy and you're, you're in London and they have created this pill. That's called joy. You have to take your joy for the day. And it basically Mm. makes everyone think that the world is just fine and dandy and everything looks wonderful and beautiful and colorful but when you don't take your joy, you see that everything is run down and broken down and the world is not what you think it is. Um, and so I think his name is Arthur. He stops taking his joy and he's working this desk job and he breaks out of his desk job. And you just follow his storyline of just figuring out all of these lies that the government was telling him. <laughs> and not taking your joy and I don't know I just really like the graphics of the game and I like I it's just really fun. So if you're into stuff like that, there is expansions to the game where you can play as um two or three other characters and there's different storylines and it's fun. I'll show the cover to you guys. Very cool. Oh, so nice. yeah, it's just fun. Um, I've also been revisiting, I haven't played all of the Assassin's Creed games. I, The only one I've played is Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and the whole reason I've played it is because it's set in London in the same time period of the World Wars that I don't know which one's which. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really drawn to that setting, like London and that time period. I'm a huge fan of Cobblestone and just all of that stuff. Um so that's what I've been playing. I'm a I'm an assassin in London that's running around and eradicating certain gangs. I'm getting rid of them and making the world right again. Nice. And all of that. Good for I you. Like I know I'm making doing good. Making the world good. right. Making the world right, getting rid of all the bad people, releasing the children from the child labor in the factories. I'm a good woman. Very
0: good. Very good.
2: And uh, that's it for video games board games i will real quick touch this because i know that we're probably all three pretty much done with <laughs> recording <laughs> but a long time ago drew kick <laughs> drew kickstarted this was either like a christmas present or a birthday present that's how long ago he um donated to kickstart this game and it's basically a dungeons and dragons version of it's basically avatar the last airbender if it was oh, dungeons and dragons oh my friend
1: kickstarted that game too it He got just that too in the mail <laughs> Oh, it's so pretty. Oh, that is pretty. Yes. I
0: like that.
2: It's beautiful. These are the two books. I'm sorry the listeners can't see them. Maybe I'll send pictures to be posted. Send pictures. Um, That's the two books. It also came with a set of cards and then dice. And then I got like a really nice dice bag to put the dice in. And then I got like, it's like, a it's basically the map. And it's like, it's like the material of like what, a mouse pad would be but it's like hmm. a map so it's like a really good quality map
1: that's pretty cool yeah. yeah
2: and yeah i haven't looked into all the ins and outs of the game yet but that's pretty much my understanding of it is that there's one book that that the dungeon master quote unquote quote will have cuz they're the ones that are running the game and then there's another book that helps you create your character um so that you can play as whatever character you want you can be from the fire nation or the earth nation or whatever cool nice um and yeah so i'm really excited to read about it and then get to play it and i'll send pictures so for lauren to post so everyone can see and i'm super excited that we kick-started a cool game good for you guys <laughs> way to kickstart I just I love, love that Kickstarter. So yeah, that's that's all I've got for games.
1: Very cool.
0: Well, mm-hmm. listeners, if you would like to tell us what you've been reading and watching and listening to and playing any games, if you're into the video games or the board games, we'd love to hear mm-hmm. what you guys have been into. So share it with us. Should we let the people know how to get in touch with us if they want to share? what they've been doing sure. you can
1: email us team friendship podcast at gmail.com
2: you can find us on instagram teamfriendshippodcast. podcast
0: we're on facebook facebook.com slash team friendship podcast
2: and our website teamfriendshippodcast.com podcast.com
0: you can find me on instagram at jedireader1138 I'm also
1: on Instagram at redheadedreader.
2: I am on Instagram as well at
0: Mandy Malay faux Reader. Well, folks, we'll see you on another time.
2: And remember, friends, no two persons ever read the same book, ever. late and we're getting out of control.